0: This message was preached as Pulpit Supply by Jared File. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it is beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Um, if you turn in your Bibles to First Peter chapter 1, uh, we're going to pick up on the next passage after the one that I preached the last time I was with you, First Peter chapter 1. Do you know that we live in a hostile world? We live in a hostile world. I mean, uh, that's what Jesus promised we would have. People, he, he said to his disciples, if they hated me, they'll hate you too, right? Uh, and so we live in the midst of a hostile world. Now, now, don't get me wrong. It, we, here in the United States, we do have uh, uh, some uh, level of, of, of freedom that is not experienced by believers around the world. Uh, you have ple- places like southern Sudan. You have places like China. You have places like North Korea where uh, being a Christian can cost you your life. They can cost you your um uh, your, uh, uh, livelihood, all kinds of things. Uh, They can cost you your family relationships. But here in the United States as well, uh, we face a hostility as believers. Um, Just for example, uh, this is not a political thing. But as believers, when we say this is what the Bible says about abortion, when we say this is what the Bible says about homosexuality, when we say this is what the Bible says about sex outside of marriage, any of those things, we are faced with the, the labels, things like bigot, things like homophobe, you know, all of those things, you've heard it and you can you can understand that we as believers, if we hold to what this book says, we live in a hostile environment. And Peter was writing to Christians in his day that were living in a hostile environment, telling them how they ought to live. Today we're going to look at his words that tell us that we are to rejoice in such circumstances. That seems kind of strange, doesn't it? Rejoice? When the world is against us? Well, when the world thinks we're crazy? How are we supposed to rejoice? Well, I just feel like giving up sometimes. Right? But Peter here tells us, and, and the Lord Jesus is telling us by His Apostle, Rejoice! Rejoice! Look, beginning in verse uh, 6. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank You that You have spoken to us by Your Spirit through Your Apostle Peter. That Your Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, that Your Word is powerful and it brings us life. Lord, it not only encourages us, which it does, but Lord, it sustains us and it helps us to keep going each day. Lord, help us to to feed on your word today. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Peter says, in this you rejoice. In this you rejoice. What is this? That's the first question we've got to ask. What is this? I believe it's Everything that came before it, right? It's, it, it, we're here at the beginning of the letter. It's, it's what he was just talking about in the passage I preached last week. Or not last week, but the last time I was here. The last time I was here. Uh, and, and I'm not going to, to spend 40 minutes like I did last time explaining it. <laughs> but let's just remember what he said. We're to praise God because He's caused us to be born again, right? If you're a believer, if you've trusted in him, you've got a new life. You you were dead and you've come to life. That's that's something we ought to praise him for. And it's something we can rejoice in. Right. And uh, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. You know, it's it's living. It's it's secure. It's it's uh, you know, we can we can be confident in it because Jesus rose from the dead. It's a living hope. And we have an inheritance one day, a future hope, uh, something that that we're to set all of our hope on because one of these days, Jesus is coming again and He's going to wipe away every tear. He's going to, to make it so that there's no longer any pain, no longer any suffering, no longer any division, all of those things. We have a future inheritance. We're going to one day reign with Him. We have a wonderful, glorious inheritance that will never fade. It will never, be, it will never perish. It will, uh, it will always be fully and 100% satisfying. And they, oh, when we feel like we just might give up, when we feel like, oh man, this world is so hostile and I just can't keep going any longer, there's so many pressures, He holds on to us. Boy, those things ought to cause us to praise Him, and it causes us to rejoice, right? It causes us to rejoice. So in this, we rejoice. The fact that God has caused us to be born again, the fact that God has, has given us a living hope that, that is secure, that is, is, uh, is, is a foundation that we can stand on, it is, it is a, a future hope that we have, you know, and, and it is also something that God holds us when we don't feel like we can hold on any longer. We can rejoice in that. We can rejoice in that. Though now. What's it like now? In this we rejoice, though now. What's our experience like now? Our our experience is broken. Our experience is sinful. Our experience, though now, we, we we face things like... Cancer. We face things like coronavirus. We face things like heart disease. I'm facing something like high cholesterol. I, did I share that last time I was here? I don't remember. No, I went to the doctor after I got started in my new job and uh, uh, took a blood test. I've always been perfectly healthy. Come back, and my triglycerides were over 500. Okay, that 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 that's that's a trial for me now, i've got i 've got to learn to, to uh, a new way to live right i've got to learn to uh, to watch what I eat a whole lot more you know um, but uh we live in a world that is broken physically when it comes to to uh, disease and sickness and pain and all of those things We live in a world that's now that is that is uh marked by division between people you've got uh, a hostile world that thinks that we're crazy for believing in, a G- in Jesus that rose from the dead. We, we live in the midst of a hostile world that, that thinks we're uh, uh, hateful because we believe what the Bible teaches about morality. We, we live in the midst of this hostile world. This is now. Now, it's like this. But in this, we rejoice. We we are sons and daughters of God. He's adopted us into his family. We have an inheritance that will never fade away. In this we rejoice, though now now we for a little while if necessary you've been grieved by various trials. Have you been grieved by various trials? Have you been grieved by various trials? You guys are quiet. (laughs) Have you been grieved by various trials? Think of of the different trials that you might face, whether they be financial. You know, uh, I just don't know where my rent money is going to come from this week. You know, or uh, a new uh, this week uh, I had my car breakdown. Uh, uh, Maybe you've had similar experiences where you just don't know where the money is going to come from or or. various trials that various trials means it's all kinds of things it's not just one kind of thing it's not just the hostility from the outside world it's not just it's not just uh, uh, the 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 uh, uh experience of sickness and pain it's not just the financial things it's various trials it's all kinds of things and we're grieved by them you grieve by the things that touch you and that's what we experience now. We live in this time between the times. Jesus came. He has, has bought us by His blood at the cross. He has, he has, it, 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 and we live in this time between the times where we await His coming, where we receive this inheritance. And, and we live in the now. But we can rejoice because of what He's done and where we're going, Right? Though now for a little while. Boy, it doesn't feel like a little while, does it? It doesn't feel like a little while. It feels like when is this going to end? And Sometimes it just hits you over and over and over again until you just feel like I can't keep going on any longer. I'll give an example from my extended family. Um, I'm not going to mention, you know, names or who exactly, but I, uh, there's someone in my family that uh, was a uh, high school kid. He drops out of school. Uh, just he, he, first of all, he just doesn't go to school. He's, he's just stopped going. And, uh, and he, he, then he, he gets in trouble with truancy and everything like that. Finally turns 18 or 17, however old it has to be, and he drops out. And uh, all my parents were... Oh. Well, anyway, my parents were just, they were just distraught about, uh, about this uh, relative of ours. <laughs> and, and on top of that, my mom gets a brain tumor. She has to go in for brain surgery and have, have, a, have her tumor removed. And on top of that, we had my uncle passes away. Okay, I'm, I'm just telling all about my family. <laughs> We got my uncle passes away, my grandfather passes away, all within a matter of about a year and a half. And I remember sitting I'll just just forget the anonymity. I just remember sitting with my dad talking and he's just it's just one thing after another, one thing after another. I just don't I don't understand what God is doing. It doesn't feel like a little while, does it? And whatever experience you're going through, it doesn't feel like a little while. But we've got to keep the perspective of Scripture. We've got we to have the spectacles, the, the, the glasses of, of Scripture that we, we look through and interpret our world with. It seems like it's is lasting forever. It seems like it's never going to get over. But oh, when we, we see the, the, the grand perspective that it is, it's only a little while in comparison to all eternity. It feels like it, it's so painful, and when will it finally end? But oh, you know, the psalmist felt that way. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? What David said. But oh, we have a promised hope, a future, that one day He is coming and we will receive an inheritance that is imperishable, that is undefiled, that is unfading, that is, that is kept in heaven for us, that will, He will hold us when we don't feel like we can hold on any longer. And that ought to make us rejoice! Right? That ought to make us rejoice. In this we rejoice, though now we experience all kinds of various suffering. It's only a little while in comparison to the future glory that we are going to inherit one day. Verse 7, So that the tested genuine of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You ever ask, why do I have to go through this, God? Why do I? Have? There is a purpose behind our suffering. It is not an accident. It is not random. It is not in God's purposes and His design. He has a purpose in our suffering, and we don't know all of those purposes. Uh, it, it, those are the secret things that belong in the, in the mind of God. But at the same time, He reveals some glimpses of those purposes. And one of the purposes that are in His grand design are that the tested genuineness of our faith is refined like fire. Why do we go through suffering? One reason is it tests whether or not we are really believers. Right. Think of Jesus' story of the parable of the sowers. Right. And some landed on the good ground and some landed on the stony ground and some landed on the the thorns. Right. What happens with the the uh, stony ground, the path? Well, the path, right? The birds come and they steal them away. The stony ground—they don't have any root. And so when the sun beats down on them, and that Jesus tells us, he explains it in later later on in the passage, that sun beats down and they don't have any root, and it scorches them up. That's the sun beating down is the persecution, right? It's it's the trials, it's the 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 suffering of this life. You know, God brings in those trials. Uh, So that when we can go through those trials and come out on the other side, we can look back and say, wow, I'm real. Uh, Before I went through this, I had my doubts. I I didn't know if if what my faith was was real or not. But Jesus has held me and, and kept me through it all. And when we go through those sufferings, sometimes your, your faith is strengthened so that, so that you have an, an experience and an intimacy with God that you've never been able to face before because of the suffering that you've gone through. So that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Notice it says that gold perishes. When I was talking about perishable things the last time I was here, I mentioned a peach, right? That peach, that nice juicy peach that's so wonderful to taste and smell and but when you leave it out on the counter it begins to draw fruit flies and begins to smell a little rancid and it perishes we don't usually think of gold as something that's perishable do we we, we think of gold as something that's it's going to last a long time and we pass it down for generations and people seek after gold uh, to think they they value it and they treasure it right but In God's economy, it's all just pavement, right? (laughs) Gold, it's just perishable. It's not going to last. But what's really valuable, what's more precious than that gold that perishes, is knowing our faith is real. And, and the only way we can go through that and, and be tested to know and have that certainty that our faith is real is when we go through suffering. And we go through that, and He holds us all the way through it and pr- preserves us through the hard times. It may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation. Of Jesus Christ. Maybe we don't come to a nice, neat resolution in this lifetime. Maybe, though we never give up our faith, though we never stop believing, we live out our days wondering, why God? Why God? One day, one day Jesus is coming again. says, it may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ when He comes again. When He comes again and the dead are raised. When He comes again and He looks at us and says, I was there with you all the time. And we praise Him and glorify Him. We may not understand now, but we'll understand then. And it will cause us to praise Him all the more. I don't say that I have a complete answer for all of our suffering. There is more in God's mind than what we can imagine. But like I said, He gives us glimpses. Glimpses to understand that there is purpose behind our suffering. So, in this, we rejoice. In this, we rejoice. Though now, we face various kinds of trials and Because we know that through it all, it's going to result in praise and glory to Jesus when He comes again. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. And though you do not see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. sometimes you might think, if I, if I could just see Jesus. If I could just see Him. If I could just see God. And, and yet, in the midst of all that... What did Jesus say? Blessed is he who has not seen and yet believed. Right? Blessed is he who has not seen and yet believed. While we face all of these Experiences of, of trials and temptations and all kinds of, of suffering. We still love Jesus. And that's one of the tests of our faith. The, the test, you know, can you go through all that trial and all that difficulty, cancer, heart disease, high cholesterol, all of those things. Can you go through all those things and still say, I love Jesus. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. If you have love for Jesus in your heart, when you feel like, I just can't keep going on, the fact that you still love Jesus can be an encouragement to you to to remind you, I'm still real. I'm still holding on. I love Jesus. I can't see Him, but I love Him. Obtaining is the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. That's what it's all aiming for. You know, salvation, we think oftentimes in I got saved in the past, and I think I talked about this last time. Salvation in the Bible is talked about past, present, and future. I got saved. Or Jesus, He bought me on the cross. It's something that happened in time. It's something that is past tense. But it's also something that's present. He is working out our salvation. right? And at the same time, it's something also future. It's an outcome. It's what we're aiming for. It's the goal. And one of these days, when Jesus comes and the veil is ripped away, at the revelation of Jesus Christ, the outcome we'll see is that we've been saved. It may I not be a clear right now? When sometimes we might doubt and struggle through all this right now stuff, but we can rejoice. Church, you can rejoice. Though the world is hostile against us, though, though we face all kinds of various trials, you can rejoice because if you're a believer, here today, you've been born again. You've got a new life. You were once dead and now you're alive. Hallelujah! Church, you can rejoice because you've got a future inheritance that will never fade away that's held by God and, will, and will, nothing can touch it. You can rejoice in the midst of these various trials.